All right, I'm recording and we'll start with uh, Mike Reese followed by Phil Perry. Hey Devin, um, I was just reading about William Allen being at practice and I'm curious um, what sense you got from your teammates on, on what his, on how his message resonated with them. Um, I think the, the biggest thing is I think sometimes even as players, like we don't realize, like even for me talking to Will, um, he just talked about over the years, the experience of just watching the Patriots, how many uh, other guys would sit around the TV, watch the Patriots. Like he was in the building naming guys as they're walking by, like, where's this guy at? Where's that guy at? Like he was just so into it. And I think uh, ultimately for the team, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome not just to the fact that they all participated, put their names in, listened to his story, um, but they got to see it come full circle, that their impact was a huge difference. Players, coaches, um, and Will getting out and now being free. And for them to hear that story, you know, probably halfway through the journey from when, you know, I sat down and, and told them about it. And then to actually see like, wow, like us getting involved months later, uh, this guy's free. And because he's free, it's actually going to probably open the door up for so many other uh, people who are incarcerated to, you know, use the commutations uh, and, and get out. So uh, he was short witted and, you know, really wants to thank all the guys, all the men and women in this organization that played a part in it. But I thought it was I just thought it was so awesome to kind of see you get involved in something and then to see that your impact, your name, your time made a huge difference in somebody's freedom. Like that's a big deal. Um, and I love that the guys got to see it up close. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Nick O'Malley. Deb, when it comes to, um, you know, you, some of the teammates reactions to that visit and maybe some of the words that he had for them, what, what did you hear from them and, um, are there things there that they can apply? You know, not only can they see what kind of difference can be made when you're getting involved with a person like Will, but um, is it inspiring, you think, for them in terms of how they approach their own business? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I think I think seeing his story, I think, will make the guys want to do more off the field and get involved. But I think even he talked about, you know, just being as strong as the, the weakest link on a chain. Um, and I think for every guy, you know, every person, like you fully understand that. Um, and I think his perspective of, you know, obviously being incarcerated for 28 years um, and doing everything that he possibly could to rehabilitate himself and understanding the opportunity we have as players, especially this time of the year right now to every day work on yourself, improve, to come back for a training camp, to ultimately try to put the best product, the best team that we can on the field will come down to individually, all of us putting in that work now. Um, and I don't even know if Will knew he was kind of hitting it in this time of the year, um, but I think him saying that you could tell that really resonated with the guys um, of hearing that message and, and then knowing uh, what's in front of us right now. Nick O'Malley followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Devin, uh, we've seen you go through the offseason process uh, with a free agency a few times, um, but I'll come back to New England. What was it like going through the free agency process or almost getting to the open market this time? Uh, and uh, were you considering offers from other teams? Did you talk to other teams before coming back to New England? Uh, was there a, did you feel like there was a chance you would uh, go elsewhere? Um, I think in free agency, there's always a chance you could end up going elsewhere. But I mean, 
this time I'll be 35 in August. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, before it was, uh, you know, really working out and, and uh, working a deal out and, and, you know, doing it that way. But um, me and Slate talk about it every year. It's, you, as you get older, you you don't know how much teams want you to come play football for them. So um, I think it it was for me. It was obviously trying to to stay here and getting it done. And um, I think now going into year thirteen, like that relationship is is so easy to conduct and, and get the business done. That um, it's not like in younger when I was younger, like free agency comes up and you're nervous. You don't know. Like I was, I'm completely calm and sound because like I'm. I'm content with my career, you know, of what it is, what it's been and, and, you know, what I've been able to do here in New England and I've loved every minute of it. So um, my wife stressed out a lot more than I did. I was, I was, it was just figuring out what it was going to be and then kind of moving forward. So obviously very happy to be back here. Thanks, Devin. Uh, Bob Sosi followed by Chris Ryan. Devin, uh, you guys as veteran leaders, you, Matthew, uh, James White, uh, have talked the last couple of years about making sure that the uh, baton or the mantle is handed down to younger players, that they're going to inherit that, that leadership and, and carry on kind of uh, the, the tradition that leaders who preceded you have. Um, going back to, to Will Allen and, and your community involvement, uh, how important is it to you as well that understanding that each has to do it in his own way the young players who will have the same platform you've had for so long will use it in a constructive way, uh, you know, for a cause that's greater than themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's awesome to be a part of that stretch of just great men in this organization. It's not like um, I came in here and started something with people being in the community. Like I got to come here and um, my rookie year, I got to hear from Myra Kraft talk about um, you know, Mr. Crab wanting to buy the team. And, you know, her biggest thing was I want to be advocates in the community. I want our players to be in the community making a difference. And coming in and hearing that, you know, right away, um, I've just been honored to be a part of that and, and continue it. You know, I think that's what's so important for all of us with, you know, life in general is we try to continue things from generation to generation is not talking to them about it, but actually going and being an active participant, getting things done. And I think the younger guys have, have gotten to see that. And we already have so many young guys that are involved in things. I mean, uh, Anthony's been in a, a couple of different events that I've had. JJ uh, has fully been in a bunch of things. The guy you guys were just talking to, Mac, um, is starting to do his own thing and, and figuring out what he wants to do in the community. And He's probably the guy with the most on his plate around here. Um, and he's still figuring out. And I think it's just, it's been, it's been, like I said, it's been really cool to be a part of this Patriot legacy on the field, obviously championships and all those things that we've been able to accomplish. Um, but off the field, the things that the players have done before me that I got to come in and see the Kevin Fox, the Vince Wilforce, the Gerard Mayos and continue that and, and hopefully pass it down to this next generation um, I think that's that's just really cool, and it it really comes down to just doing your part and doing your role. And I'm going to skip around a little bit here. I, I recognize I didn't get Brendan McGear before, so I'm going to go Brendan McGear followed by Dakota Randall. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, Devin, thanks for doing this. Um, just piggyback off what Bob said about uh, James White. How great is it to uh, see him out here again after you know missing a good chunk of the season? And you know how beneficial do you think he will be? 
for the offense with all the uh, moving pieces in terms of the coaches? Oh, it was great. Uh, we always used to joke about James. It's just a, he's the prime example um, of what you want out of a player. Um, you never have to tell him anything twice. Shows up every day, works his butt off. Um, I think having that presence, not only on the offense, but in the locker room um, is great. And I think just personally knowing what he went through last year and the injury and, you know, I think just seeing him back and seeing him out here running and moving, um, I think as players, that's something we love to see. Like when we see guys that, you know, we've built relationships and, and gotten to know over the years, him, his family, uh, his wife, his kids, knowing like how much stress that puts on the whole family and to see guys back out here doing what they love. Um, it's so cool to see. So just for me talking to them today in the weight room, as we're lifting, like the journey, all of that, and to be back here and have the opportunity to play. Um, uh, I'm just happy for James. Thank you, David. No problem. But Dakota Randall followed by Mark Daniels. Hey, Devin, a question about Kyle Duggar. Uh, Steve Belichick uh, was on Chris Long's podcast the other day, and he said uh, Duggar is one of the more underrated players nationally. He also mentioned you, John Jones, and Kyle Van Noy, I think. Uh, so I'm just wondering, how good do you think Kyle Duggar can be you know, relative to maybe some of the other top safeties you've seen during your time? Yeah, I mean, I, I love Doug. I think the way he's able to not care about, you know, what people are saying about him, what you know what he's done in the past being a d2 player and like he doesn't care about all that I mean Doug shows up uh can do everything can play in a deep part of the field can cover um obviously if you watch any of our any of our games you know he can knock your head off so um I just love watching him grow uh, I think sky's the limit for him um I'm not gonna put any top this or top that on him and, and add any of that um but I, I just think he works so hard and he has that mentality that young players don't always have nowadays of he doesn't really care where you rank him and all of that. He just wants to win. He wants to do the right things on the field. And I think that's the recipe, not only to be a good player, but especially in this system, um, to be one of the better safeties, but also to be a leader of this team um, and of the defense going forward. And, you know, I think watching him develop and doing those things um, has been fun. And I can't wait to see how he continues to develop in the future. Thanks. No problem. We'll do uh, two final questions, Mark Daniels and Andrew Kelly. Hey, Devin, hope you're having a, uh, a nice off season. Um, with, uh, I want to ask you about Matt Patricia. And obviously you had him as a position coach that one year, one thing in 2011 and for a good chunk as the defensive coordinator. You know, how surprising is it to see him on the offensive end? And when it comes to his football knowledge, you know, how much do you think he can bring, you know, to, to that side of the ball and you know, put those players in the right position? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, he's just a really good coach. Um, can I talk about what he can do on offense? No, because I've never been on offense and don't have the slightest idea uh, of how you should coach offense. I used to tell Josh McDaniels all the time when I would look at his call sheet and see a play, and I'm like, why the heck do y'all say all of that just to run one play? So I have no idea about that, but I think overall, Matty P is just a really good football coach. Uh, obviously a ton of knowledge uh, across the board, and I think even – uh, being in Detroit and being a head coach expands your knowledge of what you need to know from a special teams, offense, defense, uh, the morale of the team, like everything you have to do uh, to be a head coach. I think he now adds that. And then you throw in Judge uh, over there as well. You have two guys that have kind of seen the full gamut 
um, of what you need from a whole uh, a whole team uh, aspect. So um, it's been fun just competing against the offense, uh, talking trash to Matty P now that he's on the other side. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. And I think overall as a team, we just got to keep getting better. You know, like there's no answers to any questions right now. Like we haven't even had our first training camp practice. We can't worry about any of those things, but I think we just got to be ready to grind and uh, improve each day that we, we get a chance to come out here and compete. Thanks, Deb. No problem. And, uh, Andrew Callahan will have the last question. Jacoby Myers is next. Uh, Devin, first real quick, have you listened or do you plan to listen to Chris's podcast with, with Steve? Um, probably not. I won't have time, but I talked to Chris before Steve went on, so I'm sure it was highly entertaining. Um, but if I have time, I might check it out. I don't know if I want to give Chris those views yet. Gotcha. Understood. Steve was really good, I'll say. Uh, ringing endorsement from here. He was um, Rutgers, so I'm not surprised. A lot of Rutgers talk. That, that was one downside, but that's it. Uh, so I, I feel like I might ask you this every spring, but, and obviously it's early. You haven't even put pads on. Just do you have any sense or anything you might have learned about your team just from the time you guys have been together the last two months, starting obviously with workouts now to OTAs and, and minicamp? Um, I think you guys saw it uh, over these last few days. The the way a team is a good team or continues to become a good team is you have to have practices where both sides are kind of throwing haymakers, throwing big time shots at each other. And I think you've you've seen that in our practices in the spring. It's not it's not one side dominating, and you have all these questions about the other side, or you're like, man, maybe this one side's really good. It's just been a lot of back and forth. And I think um, I told the guys this one day, that's what that's what a team looks like in the NFL. Like if you want to have a good football team, you should be able to make plays across the board on both sides. Like you should see some catches that you've seen out there um, where we have guys in great coverage and guys make great catches or, you know, guys get a hand in there at the last minute and, and you know, break up a big play or some good interceptions like that's what, you know, a good NFL team looks like. And I think we have to continue to strive like that. Like if one side has a good play, like the other side needs to be on edge to come back and make their own play. We need that competitiveness. We need to, we need to go at each other in training camp um, and build that up. And ultimately, I think at the end of training camp, you start to come together, not only because you have to, you're one team, because you, you've gained so much respect for the other guys because you know what it's been like competing against them. Um, and I think we have that. I think we have that edge. We have a lot of guys that love to compete. We have a lot of guys that want to keep getting better. Um, it's been fun to watch guys that have been able to compete and, and play at a high level this spring, um, even, you know, maybe not playing a lot last year or being new last year. Um, and I think that's that's a lot of fun to see as an older guy and uh, to know that we're going to come in here in July and just want to get better and get after each other. Great to hear. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate it. Thank you, Devin.